It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The energy around the Auburn football program, maybe not at an all-time high, but it's pretty dang close. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Ferg Friday to all who celebrate. That means we're hanging out with Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. And Justin, this will be the last time we speak before fall camp starts, and we'll actually have real things to talk about a week from now. But in the meantime, Auburn adds Demarcus Riddick. There's a ton of energy and vibes of, okay, maybe they could get even more five stars over the course of Big Cat Weekend that is coming up. You look at season tickets, breaking records as far as, you know, Auburn fans just gobbling them up and believing in what Hugh Freeze and the staff is doing. And I was asking myself the question last night. I was like, how, when's the last time the energy has been this electric? around Auburn football going into a season. I think it's 2014. You're coming off of a national championship appearance. Gus Malzahn hadn't burned us yet. Everything has been great during his tenure so far. What do you think? When's the last time have you felt this kind of energy around Auburn? Yeah, I think the only one since then, 14 is a great answer. I think the only one close to that is maybe 2018, because in 2017, you win the SEC West, and you, yes, it ends poorly with the SEC title game and the and mm-hmm. the Peach Bowl and all that. But you're coming into 2018. Jarrett Stidham's back. You still have Derek Brown and and Deshaun Davis. Like this was a it was a good team preseason top ten. You have that opener against Washington. Auburn ends up winning that one. Stays in the top ten until uh, I think they they drop the game uh, against uh, they drop the game against Mississippi State. Maybe they stay in the top ten until that point. Yeah. Um, that year. So. I mean, it, it wasn't. I, I guess the thing is, is you get a clean slate, right? You get you, the, it, everyone's excited about the freeze era so far. Um, there's a lot of excitement in the fan base, but it's like you got to also compare it to what you're coming off of, and there's a, there's that effect, right? Like you know, um, it, it, it feels a lot more, I think, because of where you were coming. You were coming from a really low spot, and, and so I think the jump's been huge. Sure, um, but you got to remember, like uh, Auburn. They're not a contender yet, and I think if they can build up to that level, you can continue to kind of see it grow and grow. But for right now, in a preseason, a clean slate, I remember folks being excited uh, in 09 heading into you know the Chiswick era because of the uh, the, the staff hires he made, mm-hmm. Malzahn being one of them. But yeah, this is this is a this is a really exciting time for our fans because I think a lot of the stuff you've been wanting to see that you didn't get in the last coaching staff. You're seeing it now, uh, with with uh, obviously with recruiting taking center stage here uh, around Big Cat and, and Demarcus Riddick's uh, commitment. Yeah, and um, as the offense or as the off season, excuse me, ends in just a few days, Ferg. When you look back on it, it, it no off no off season is perfect. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but it's um it was a pretty dang good one when you look back as far as everything that this staff has been able to do, like that has to do with off-the-field-related things. Because obviously, they can't win games yet. They haven't played them. But 
I just don't know what Auburn folks would have wanted differently, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, the only thing I can think of is, and this is something that we've heard people talk about, and, you know, you need to see how it comes out on the field. You know, people are asking about this staff and how it came together, the coordinator hires, and I, I think I think Ron Roberts and Philip Montgomery, I, I like what they bring to Auburn with this roster and where this program is right now. I think they're really good fits. They're not probably the home run super splashy name hires mm-hmm. that people might have expected. Like other than that, that's like the only time I think I can recall since the that's hiring of the fan base being like, ah, but I mean, it, now, those are both guys that you had to look up. It's like, maybe you knew a little bit about them. You know, Ron yeah. Roberts, you probably knew more about than Philip Montgomery, but it's like, okay, like this yeah. makes sense. It's experience, but yeah, you're right. None, none of those names were discussed on anybody's like hot boards or anything like that. And look, I'll go back to, to 2015, you know, 2015 Auburn gets, the return of of Will Muschamp and everyone's super excited and oh man this is going to be great Auburn's going to be popping right back in and they had a solid year but it wasn't this phenomenal year year later they go get Kevin Steele yeah and the Kevin Steele reaction was like eh, I mean really and then he ends up being really the best hire Auburn made during that I mean I would say the last stretch of the the miles on last half of the miles on air for sure. Um, and it extended a little bit farther than that, but I mean, he, he may be the best hire that during the entire Malzahn era. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a really, there's a really good point to be made there. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think when you, especially now, when you look at like steel, what he's done since then, he's at Alabama now, like, you know, he, yeah. it, it, you know, that's the kind of thing where I'll tell people like, I think Philip Montgomery and, and Hugh freeze make a ton of sense together. Last time Philip Montgomery was an offensive coordinator and a play caller. It was insane. The kind of numbers they put up again, Baylor, different situation, different conference and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that Ron Roberts for this roster and how it's constructed, um, he's a really good coordinator to have because I think Auburn, until they get the talent level with more guys like DeMarcus Riddick and others, until they get the talent level up to you know, where you expect the Alabamas and Georgias and LSUs are year in and year out, you're going to have to be, you know, you're going to have to outfox some people. You're going to have to uh, scheme scheme some stuff up. And, you know, he's a guy that has been not only successful doing that in, in his own career, but I think I think kind of the, the bigger impact has been the guys has, that have worked under him and mm-hmm. have gone on to do, you know, even bigger things. You're right. You're right. And just looking at Roberts' defense, they're going to have to scheme guys open in space in regards to, like, generating a pass rush because I just don't think – this defense has like the dudes to like consistently win one-on-one matchups. Like you hope Keldrick can do it, but he's, you know, he's a freshman mm-hmm. and you know, can, can, can Jalen McLeod make that transition instantly from Sunbelt to SCC? Like even if he does make that transition, it's probably not going to be in the first few games. It's probably going to take some time. So you're going to need Roberts to help these guys out. Yeah, no, and, and I think it, it fits. And when you see, I even think that's weird thing. Like with a guy like DeMarcus Riddick, Joe Phillips is another one that could, mm-hmm. that comes to mind there. When you look at their skill sets, and it's like, oh, these athlete, these really athletic linebackers who can do some right. of everything. That's that's the blueprint. That's the, I know it's like you would love to have the world destroying edge rusher that every like nobody wants to want mm-hmm. you know wants to have to block or anything like that. Or you know you can be a lead at certain assignments, but I think in this defense in this scheme, the amount of guys like like them that are just awesome athletes that have shown that they can do some of everything. It's really going to fit in with this scheme. And I think this current roster for Auburn 
it's going to have to be kind of a, you know, the sum of the parts um, uh, type of deal. But like, I like, I like where these guys fit into the, into the puzzle. It does make sense for what this roster is going to look like at least, you know, in 2023. And I think they're, they're continuing to recruit to that blueprint. Wrapping up our discussion in regards to the energy around the football program, how realistic or patient um, willing to wait, do you think Auburn fans are going to be, you know, if they go to College Station and lose or they drop a game that they probably shouldn't to, you know, a Mississippi school or a road game at Vandy or just something like that. Yeah. Where they, where they have, you know, two or three losses kind of going into the, the meat of the season. Do you think the response will be okay? Do you think the average Auburn fan kind of knows where the program is right now? I don't know, but they probably should. Um, you know, I, I wrote sure. about this last week in the in, in our mailbag because you know we had somebody ask, "Is Auburn getting? Is, is everybody kind of getting a little too hyped up?" And I think you know, be as excited as you can as you want to be right now. Sure. Without it like damaging your future reaction to you know what happens. Because here's the thing, Auburn on paper is about a seven win team. That's just what the numbers say right now. I think they mm-hmm. could overachieve to that level. I also think it'll be a success if they get to seven wins because it's it's a it's the SEC West. You're restarting everything. Yeah. But don't get into a situation if you're an Auburn fan and if they don't win nine games this year, get upset. Because I think eight is a really big, you know, it's a really good success. If you jump over what people expect of you this season, you got remember. It's hard to it's hard to remember sometimes because everybody gets excited about recruiting in the new area. But you've had back to back losing seasons. This right. this is a build. This is a rebuild. And so get as excited as you want to, but also know that like Auburn's first three SEC games, they could easily drop all three of those because they're right. going to be dogs in all three of them. So like, just be ready if it doesn't go exactly as you want it to, because this is a build. This is something for the future. And last week in Nashville at SEC Media Days. You kept hearing Hugh Freeze talk about time. You know, I don't think he's like telling people not to get excited, but I think it's always saying like, "Hey, guys, like you know, we're not going to be a finished product right now. I don't mm-hmm. know how close this roster is to competing with the best of the best. I think we're better, but I don't know how far we are." And like when you hear the head coach saying stuff like that, just get, be excited, be happy. Just if this team goes seven and five, don't be upset about it because like, well, uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that there is vision. Yeah. is encouraging and they're doing the right things to win in the future, um, which is a nice change of pace for sure. Uh, I think 80% of Auburn fans will take eight and four in a heartbeat. It should, should be closer to a hundred. That should be a really good. That should be, that would eight and four would be a great season because eight yeah. and four, you'd beat all the teams that you, you were supposed to beat. And then you probably pick off one or two, maybe that, that you, that you weren't supposed to win, or at least weren't, you know, weren't favored to win on paper. And like, that's, that's a good season when you're when you're getting into a, a spot where this is a build, this is a rebuild. Auburn's roster is now where it needs to be, especially considering Alabama and Georgia, and I would say LSU, Texas A and M, and others that you're going to be playing year in and year out or close right. to it. Uh, you know, the, it's it's just in a much more stable situation. But be excited, be happy. I mean, recruiting recruiting is definitely heading in the right direction. Yeah, it's it's been a fun week, and it could get even crazier this weekend. Sure. Peyton Thorne, Robbie Ashford, the timeline. When will we know who Auburn's starting quarterback is? That coming up right here on Locked on Auburn. 
Today's show brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Their algorithm, their analytics, the information that you have access to and the ability to, to kind of Use all of these different tools to make sure that you get these certain specific type candidates. They, uh, they're able to offer more than any other job site. So head over to LinkedIn Jobs as they help you find those qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. We mentioned Hugh Freeze come out and say he's got 10 days. He and Philip Montgomery have 10 days to drop the quarterback battle from three to two. So we assume those three are Peyton Thorne, Robbie Ashford, and Holden Gurner. We all kind of assume Holden Gurner will be dropped off over the course of those 10 days, it sounds like. And it will be a two-man battle between Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford. What do you think the timeline should be after what he's told us, after those first ten days of fall camp, I think the I think the ideal situation for Auburn reminds me a lot of where uh, Hugh Freeze and Ole Miss were in 2015 at Ole Miss, with a battle that included a transfer that they brought in in mm-hmm. uh, in, in in Chad Kelly, and then guys that had played for them before, um, but you know were competing for that job. Uh, and, and when they went to that opener against UT Martin, they had Chad Kelly. I think Chad Kelly, I went back and looked the other day, Chad Kelly played like the first four drives of the game. And then they started filtering in the other guys by the end of the game I think Kelly had about 15 attempts. The other guys had seven, eight, nine, but it was clear that, you know, Kelly was the guy at that point. He was the starter. Yeah, but you put in the other dudes in those opening game in that opening game to see what they're like, right? To see, hey, you know, and I think our Robbie Ashford is the great example of that, right? Robbie Ashford can do stuff in a game that you're not going to be able to see in practice. So what happens totally. if you if you give him some drives in the in the opener and it's like, oh wow, this offense just took it to a different level, and then you evaluate and go from there. I think that's the best case scenario for Auburn because I think you're going to play multiple quarterbacks in the opener against UMass. You think they play two or three? Uh, probably two. If they could get to three, I think it would be like, well, okay, let's let's just game out the most likely scenario here. It would be a situation where a guy like uh, Holden Garner is like, hey, man, like you aren't ready to be the guy right now as a starter for us, but, man, we really like what you got. We need to get you some experience because mm-hmm. you might be the guy here, here coming up. Um, so I think, that's, I think that's probably your best. Like you want to go into that opener not having it wide open. You probably want to go into the upper and say, hey, this is going to be our starter. This guy's probably going to play the majority of our snaps. But we'd also like to see what these other guys could do in that and then evaluate from there. Ole Miss did that in 15. Uh, they 
blew the doors off of UT Martin. A week later, they played Fresno State. I think they beat them just as bad, if not worse. That game, Chad Kelly played probably like 60-70% of the snaps. It kind of tailed off from there. By the time they got into week three, they were ready to beat Alabama. And mm-hmm. so, like, that I think but is the, the good the difference, the though, line. the difference in this, Ferg, though, is the styles are so different. Exactly, yeah. And I think with Kelly, you know, Devontae Kincaid was one of the guys that was competing with uh, with Kelly at the mm-hmm. time. Ryan Buchanan was the other one. Kincaid, obviously, was it was more of the, the dual threat. And they found ways to use him. If you go back to his first battle, 2012, they bring in Dr. Bo Wallace from the JUCO ranks. They Dr. have um, they have Jason Pellerin was uh, one. I can't remember the other other quarterback, but it had been a guy kind of like in Robbie Astrid's shoes who had started most of the games the year before on a on a bad team on a losing team, um, but you know got to come back and and compete against against the star new system knew that and I think that's kind of similar to it as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you don't want to be you don't want to. Um, I think if you're Auburn, you don't want to go into that first game being like we still don't know. You know, no one's kind of separated themselves yet. Now, I think it's going to take time. I think it's going to take time for a guy like Peyton Thorne to separate himself from Robbie Ashford if that's where it ends up being, or it's going to take, or vice versa. And I think for Thorne, it's, for Thorne, it's, hey, I just got here. And like, he's going to have to do a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah. As for Ashford, it would be more of like, yeah, man, I got to, I got to prove that I am better than a, you know, 50% passer, like, yeah, and actually go turn around and prove it in the game. Um, so I think that's, and I think that's you'll your do that. I think when Robbie plays this year, I think he will be above a 50% passer. I think the scheme's going to help him. I think the receivers are going to help him. I think the offensive line's going to help him. And you also just hope he's kind of done enough to develop as a quarterback, too. So I think that will happen. Um, My big thing is like, he didn't get hit in spring and like he still missed time due to like that shoulder. I I hope he, I hope everything, I hope he can get healthy is my big thing. Yeah, no, it, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be a big thing for him for sure. And and I'm interested in Holden, man. There were stretches of spring practices where Holden looked really good and got mm-hmm. a lot of buzz to him. Um, you know, it, it's gonna be tough to overcome two guys that have started uh, entire seasons, or at least in the case of Asher, almost an entire season to quarterback. Sure. They've got that experience of him, but like, you know, you can see where he fits into the picture and where he can fit into this offense. So. It's gonna yeah. be fascinating to see. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like if I had to say, what's the what's the likeliest timeline for Auburn in this? Is they go into game one, Peyton Thorne gets the start. He probably gets more of the snaps than the other guys. Robbie Astrid shows some stuff on the field uh, in that UMass game. That's like, hey, you might not be the dude, but we got to find a way to get you on the field. And, right. and I don't think it's moving to receiver. I think you can find ways to get him on the field mm-hmm. and also use that arm because I do think his arm's going to get better. I do think he's going to be a better I'm passer under this staff in this scheme. Um, I'm with but you. I think that's the, I think that's that. I think I'm not calling it the ideal scenario because I don't want to sound like my way is the, the best way. But like, I do think that's a, that's sure. a realistic scenario that I think would put Auburn in a good position. Do you think there's any extra pressure because you go to Cal so early? It's not like a situation that you just described where Ole right. Miss yeah, played yeah. two teams that they should have no problem beating. Uh, you do a road trip across country uh, pretty much as far as you can go and still stay in the United States and go to Berkeley. And it's going to be a Pac-12 environment that they're really going to want to beat the SEC team that comes in. And you know, do you want to be switching quarterbacks in that situation? Um, the answer is no. But no. Um, I, So I'm, I'm curious to see how that impacts it. 
Yeah, I think that you want to be confident on who you got coming in. And I think that's part of the reason why the timeline makes sense for what it is. It's like, hey, we mm-hmm. want to have two by this certain time. And and at least being that open and transparent about it right now is pretty refreshing because, like, he doesn't have to say that. <laughs> you know, they can keep it all under wraps and then be like, right before the, I mean, right before the UMass game, be like, here's our starter. It's like, they mm-hmm. could do that. But I think it's like everyone's aware that there's a timeline that that you know needs to be hit. I'm with you. Yep, you're right. You're right. All right. Who are some names to watch going into fall camp? We'll get Justin's thoughts on some guys to pay attention to in just a moment. Right here, unlocked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. Same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So next time you need a part or an accessory for your car, head over to eBay Motors. And eBay, they have this guaranteed fit that uh, you can be sure every part fits just right. You just need to go to your My Garage page at eBay Motors, and you can look at the green check next to the part to see if it will fit or you get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Guaranteed eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Auburn family, let's rock. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. Before we jump into fall camp stuff, Berg, how can people check out everything that you've got going on right now? AuburnObserver.com, $6 a month or $60 a year. Got a breakdown of Demarcus Riddick. Up on the site, mailbag will be out by by today. By the time you're listening to this, um, we well, do a, a Perry pod- Thompson one over the weekend. You think? Uh, I, I I've got I'm working on Perry Thompson stuff just in case. You know sure. that's always the thing. You got to be you got to be ready. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Malcolm uh, Simmons maybe may may, <laughs> may, have, may watch a lot of receiver tape this it weekend. Could for- be could be a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, new podcast out as well. Did a story earlier this week on Auburn's offensive line. Um, a lot of good stuff. So AuburnObserver.com, check it out. And yeah, next week we will be blowing the blowing it out when it comes to you know fall camp coverage. So it'd be a great time to sign up. Berg, who are some role players? I mean, we're all talking about quarterbacks, and we've talked a lot about offensive line and you know, some of these guys like that, but who are some role players that are gonna make this team better that you're excited to kind of follow and see what they do in fall camp? Yeah, tra- uh, transfers. Uh, the the new transfers immediately yeah. come to mind. It's an easy one, but what does Larry Nixon bring to the t- bring to the table? The two wide receivers, Shane Hooks and Jair Shorter, um, mm-hmm. you know, coming in like Caleb Burton as well. I, I'm, I'm very interested to see just what where Caleb Burton is and 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 kind of what they where they view him right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'd be interesting. Uh, you know, they go out and get a guy like Champ Anthony out, out of JUCO very late in the game. What? Why? What? What do they think about him? Um, that's an interesting group. Steven Sings is another one. Uh, you know, they're just these, th- that last round of guys, um, that were transfers, keep an eye on them. And then my other one are uh, other ones are guys that are entering their second seasons of college football mm-hmm. and looking for that leap might not be starters, might not be household names yet, but watch, they could, they could turn it, turn it loose. 
one of the big ones, he's probably a big, a lot bigger name than probably what you're looking for here. Cameron Brown, a healthy Cameron mm-hmm. Brown. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, uh, hype around him and for good reason. And then I'm looking at Robert Woodyard the third as well, or junior, sorry, Robert w- w- Woodyard junior. Like I, I, mm-hmm. he's, if the light comes on for him, he's got everything you want in an inside linebacker in this game. So, uh, those second year guys and those brand new transfers, they're going to be ones that you you definitely need to keep an eye on outside of just the normal. Hey, who's going to be the starter at guard? Who's going to be the quarterback? You know, maybe maybe who's going to emerge at wide receiver is is is, is too big of a battle just to kind of rain it out. But like, yeah, that's a that's a very interesting crew. Uh, the year two guys and, and the new transfers. Yeah, a few of the second year guys that I'm interested in, like uh, Amari Kelly. Is mm-hmm. a name that like yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people expected much from him last year, and he like consistently proved people wrong. I, I think I thought that was encouraging. Damari Austin, the second year guy that I'm really excited about to see. JD Rim, you know, can mm-hmm. he bounce back from not really being very active in the spring due to an injury? Jay Fair is a great one. Absolutely, absolutely. So there's, there's a lot of that there that I think you need to probably keep an eye on, and and, and you know, there's there's a lot to like about. You know some of these newcomers that are in, in the DB room. I'll give you another one. Just keep an eye, Austin Osbury. Just keep just keep an eye on him. He was such a good recruit coming out of high school. Redshirted yeah. last season. There's a lot of traffic at that safety, but he was getting some looks at at, at star at nickel uh, in the spring. I, I'm interested to see what, what what he brings to the table as well. He's one that I think is kind of flying under the radar because if he pops off and is a guy that gets an orange rotation and plays well. I think it might be a surprise to some people, but like yeah. also you got to look back. Like this is a dude that um, had a really, really good pedigree coming out of coming out of high school. A lot of people were really high on him. Yeah, another second year guy that could be fun, uh, Mike Riley Ducker, especially. You oh know, yeah, with, I think the addition of Rivaldo Fairweather really actually helps him. Yeah, you open up some things up. I asked, uh, you know, I asked Luke Deal at Media Days what he thought about yeah. of, of Micah, and they 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 think. They think this uh, the ceiling is very high on him, and and it should be. You go watch that guy back in high school. You know he was a a two way like strong tight end blocker and a receiver. He's got some explosiveness to his game for a guy his size. And I keep going back to this. Hey, Iowa and Iowa State really wanted him. If mm-hmm. that if if the if, if that's if that if you're a tight end and these tight end schools are going after you that hard, I ought to tell you something. Yeah, I mean that's that's the same reason we're excited about Caleb Burton, right? It's like, well, Absolutely. Ohio State wanted to play receiver, like yeah. hey, he's probably pretty good. Right. Yeah. Right. I love how much the tight end room loves each other. It's a really close knit group. They're so close. And they gas each other up like crazy. I'm all for it. I'm yeah, all I mean, for it. I mean, you think of Deal From Frazier Fairweather as four senior guys. You know, one of those dudes, maybe multiple of those dudes, aren't gonna get a lot of balls thrown their way this year not a ton of traffic probably but they're still here and they're still you know you know playing their roles and i think that's mm-hmm. the really that's a sign of a really really good room and a really strong room and I, i'm interested where, where that group i think fairweather is the guy that can take auburn to the next level at tight end um they've been throwing the ball at tight ends a lot more recently i think yeah. now it's just can you make more big plays with your tight ends now is going to be the key but you know and he's really the only one with a skill set where i'm like okay he's got a skill set to make big plays somewhat mm-hmm. consistently I, I don't know if the other ones do deal from fraser uh, riley ducker as well more riley guys ducker that i think would, you sure. can kind of look up and say like you can look up and say like hey you can run like a play action or something you leak them out you can, mm-hmm. 
Deals had a couple of those in his career. Fromm's had a couple of them as well, where it's like you look up and it's like, oh, wow, that was a 20-yard catch because nobody was thinking about him. Like, I think you might have some more room to do that in this offense, especially with the RPOs. Yeah, I mean, the spacing's going to be there at such a higher level than what we've seen. So that's going to be that's gonna be fun. Ferg, one more time, how can people check uh, check everything out? AuburnObserver.com, sign up. $6 a month or $60 a year. Going to have a ton of stuff via email through, the, uh, through our podcast and our newsletters as we get ready for fall camp. Yes, and you can check out all of our written work. Uh, we have a lot of stuff about Big Cat Weekend this week. That'll be at auburndaily.com. We'll be back on Monday. Until then, this has been Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.